What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? Ho, ho, ho! It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Once again, hello, I'm Jeff. And I'm Patty. And if any time you have a question for us, you can email us at rockingthervlife at gmail.com. Mm-hmm, you sure can. We're happy to answer any questions you might have or, you know, tell us what you're doing or... Just you know, staying in touch. Or send a picture of your rig or oh, something. Oh, we'd or love whatever pictures. whatever you're doing, sure. We always like to hear about what you've experienced and where you've been as well. Maybe you've been to some better places or have some tips... We'll share them, believe me. Yes, absolutely. We've always said the purpose of our podcast is to share our experiences about traveling around our country and, of course, living in our RV. Mm -hmm. We talk about all the good as well as the bad. We don't mince words. Thankfully, the good outweighs the bad. And hopefully we can shorten the learning curve for you if you ever want to do this or provide tips about where to go, no matter if you're in an RV or anything else or not even traveling in an RV. There's a lot of great places to see and do in this country, Uh and hopefully we can give you that information. That's right. And in our last episode, we talked about how we damaged our steps, our our retractable steps, but we were really affected by that dumb mistake. Yes, we were. Oh, it took us a while to get over that, I tell you. You know, we talked about what went wrong and how to prevent anything like that you know and how to not do that again in the future that's really important because mm-hmm. you just can't make mistakes with these yeah we were pretty much able to replace them ourselves but the damage that was done to the fiberglass body that still needed to be repaired luckily we were able to find a great guy to do that a couple of months later he has a mobile business and he actually came out to our camp mm-hmm. and he did the body work right there for us yeah But he made it look like it was brand new. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Now, we've seen a lot of mistakes other people have made while doing this. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) like I say, it can happen really fast. We saw a driver of a big rig just the other day cut a corner too tight, and he got the RV stuck on a medium strip. Yeah. Had to have a tow truck come out. Mm -hmm. Even the tow truck had a tough time pulling him off. because he's so heavy. And just last week, when a couple next to us was leaving in their RV, he turned his wheel too soon and backed into an electrical box. It took out the water faucet. It damaged the sewer drain as well. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Water went everywhere. Another reason to use a spotter. We use walkie-talkies. Oh, yeah. I'm always looking at everything. In fact, with this guy, his wife was on the opposite side and never saw it. Never saw it. She went around and she saw all this water just gushing out into the air. They were pretty embarrassed. Yeah, they were so embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. Now, we've seen RVs driving down the road with their satellite dishes still cranked up on the roof. Usually, they fold down and they're supposed to be put away. You go under a low bridge... Oh, that's going to take out the satellite dish. It could damage the air conditioner. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. But it's amazing what you see. We saw an old school bus that was converted into an RV. You see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. It drove into our RV park leaking diesel fuel everywhere. What a mess. You could smell it. And when we were at the Russian River RV park, 
We saw where many trees had been hit by trailers because the roads are really narrow Mm -hmm. and people don't take the corners correctly or they misjudge how much that tree is hanging over the road Yeah, and they hit the top of their trailer. Oh, yeah, that would be a bummer. (laughs) But then there was this guy who brought his new RV home and he didn't bother to tell his wife that he was getting home. Yeah, she knew he was coming. She said, text me or call me when you get in the driveway and I'll help you with it. (laughs) And he didn't. No, he backed it into the brick garage. (laughs) That damaged the ladder on the back. Think his wife was upset? I think so. I bet you she made him watch the Hallmark Channel after that. I bet. That poor man. Yeah. We know another couple, Bonnie and Ken Ferris from Claremont, Florida. Oh, they're great people. We met them when we were in Indiana getting our RV service. Well, where they store their RV, they had an issue there. Oh, they sure did. Bonnie and Ken are on a Zoom call right now with us. Bonnie, you got to tell us what happened. So we, um, this was early in our RV life experience. This was with the Thor, not the new Mark. So this was with our our first RV. We were new to RVing and um, we had just come back from picking our RV up from having it serviced. Now, was this a gas or a diesel? Diesel. It was a diesel, yes. And how long was it? 42, 43? That one was 42 feet. Yeah, 42 feet long. You know, we were new. So when he was bringing it back, we found out how important it was to have two people involved when you're parking. Bonnie's trying to sugarcoat this if you can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it was both of our responsibilities. And it really does take more than two eyes to be able to park effectively. So he was pulling it into our storage slot. I was waiting in the car. Now, I have to tell you that our storage slot in front of us, if the unit was empty ahead of us, we could drive straight through it. There was nothing between our spot and the one in front of us. And the guy that was parked in front of us had a boat with an I guess that's an considered an outboard motor with the propeller mm-hmm. uh, raised. And it was on a trailer. He was pulling it in and I was waiting just outside the car. And all of a sudden I heard this crash, bang, <laughs> screech, crash, glass breaking. Let me interject what happened from my side. No. As I pulled in, <laughs> I looked to the right and the door there was one of the vertical pillars there for the storage shed. And I said, that's not supposed to be there. So I put the coach in neutral and I got up to walk around to see how much distance I had between myself and the boat. And so I'm looking down the front of the coach over the cab and all of a sudden I look to the right and I see the post is moving away from us. (laughs) And as I'm jumping into the, trying to get into the seat to shove the brake on, I watched this propeller that was in the air. This is no kidding. I watched it, and it came right through my windshield. Oh! It took off the right mirror on the side. The post took that off, and we lost uh, two awnings. Uh, They were destroyed. I forgot about the awnings. (laughs) My body got some damage on it, and I thought, oh, my word. We had already canceled the insurance for... We had put it into storage because I said, well, we're going to be in storage. So I put it into storage. And no, so I thought, oh, you didn't have great. Insurance. 
how the insurance company is going to throw us under the bus too. Yeah. And so I called them up and sure enough, they said, oh, all you have is comprehensive. So we don't cover that. Well, the boat that I hit, it pushed it forward. And I, so I called the owner of the boat and his insurance company called me and the guy was real nice. And he goes, so you did file a claim with your insurance. And I said, they told me they wouldn't cover it because it was under comprehensive. And he goes, that's not true. That's not true at all. I went back to him and sure enough, the, our insurance company ended up writing us a check for 14500 <laughs> wow. The cost of the damage. The windshield on that thing, the windshield was 4500 bucks. Just the windshield. Yeah. And then the mirror. Yeah, and the mirror was like twelve hundred bucks. Replacing the awnings, how many awnings that were damaged? Two, 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 awnings. two awnings that were damaged from the pool. When I heard that horrible noise, I was just so scared. I ran over to the coach, and I could see <laughs> the glass all over the place, and the mirror hanging, and the. And I know that Ken was so embarrassed and felt so bad about it. I said, you know what? As long as you're okay. (laughs) But it happened so quick. Yes. And it was like slow motion because I see the post moving to my right. And and I'm thinking to myself, that's not supposed to be moving. (laughs) Then it dawned on me what was going on. As I'm trying to get into the driver's seat, I watched the propeller just. Uh, like we said, it happens so fast that you can't even grasp what's going on. Yeah. And then he said that he thought that he was putting his foot on the brake and he must have put his foot on the accelerator. No, not the accelerator, on the steering pedestal. You know, when you're in a hurry, you just, like you found out, you know, you said, go through, go fast. <laughs> you're right. right. We were in a hurry. Yeah. Well, that is quite a, what a story. story. We've got some friends in Winchester, Tennessee that are RVers too. His name is Jim. I was telling Jim this story and he started laughing. He goes, we pulled in for fuel and I left the coach running and I put it in neutral and I got out to pump the fuel. And while I was outside, the coach had started rolling. I know how that works. Oh, <laughs> wow. He didn't hit anything, though. He, Thank he goodness. got yeah. back in real fast. Wow. In a gas station. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, what could go these, wrong? You know, these are the learning experiences that. Uh, yes. So we got rid of the Thor. We knew it was damaged goods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But we had it fixed first. We, it, it was all fixed. After this episode, we got chucks for the chocks, I guess you're called, for the tires. So whenever we pull in and we stop, we shut the coach off. We actually put the chocks underneath the wheels to, just in case. You That's never a know. Idea. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I want to thank you very much for sharing that yeah, story. Thank you. <laughs> That's brave. It's, it's embarrassing, but, you know, it's reality. It's how you learn. Well, thank you, Bonnie and Ken, for sharing that story with us. You know, I don't feel so bad about our steps now. I know, and we thought our issue was bad. I'm wow. telling you, 4500 bucks oh. for a windshield. <gasps> You've got to be careful with these things. Oh, yes. And speaking of mistakes, mm-hmm. well, there's a little mistake we're going to talk about coming up here. <laughs> but this time it doesn't involve the RV. It doesn't. It's actually pretty funny. Uh. At least it was to me. Oh, and man. that's coming up later. You can't wait for this. Uh, but you know what? We left Santa Rosa, California, and we headed south to San Francisco. But before you get to San Francisco, you got to cross this little bridge. 
called the Golden Gate Bridge. It is huge. What It's over a mile long, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge is actually 1.7 miles. Wow. It's really long. Yeah. It's very, very big. One thing about the Golden Gate, if you're in an RV or a truck or any kind of big vehicle, the lanes are really small. Yeah, they're narrow. They're really tight. Mm-hmm. I was practically taking up a lane and a half, maybe two lanes. Mm. But I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I I was stuck. I had to do that. Yeah. And cars are following me. I know they weren't happy about it, but the Golden Gate wasn't built for big RVs. Mm-hmm. And when you get over the Golden Gate, a lot of the streets that lead from San Francisco to Point South are very narrow yeah. and very tight and oh, have yeah. trees hanging over them. So you got to be really careful again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not an easy trip. No, it's not. One thing about San Francisco, be careful if you visit. There's a lot of crime. We noticed when we went to parks and just parking along the street, a lot of broken glass yeah. from cars that oh, have been broken yeah. into. Always be aware. Yeah, you can't leave your car in the parking lot at a park because chances are they're going to smash and grab. Smash the window and grab stuff. But you know what? We stayed at an awesome RV park. Yep, it's the San Francisco RV Resort. It's part of Thousand Trails and it's in Pacifica, California. Now that's just on the southern part of San Francisco. Beautiful there, right on the cliff. Right on the cliff. Yep, this RV park overlooks the ocean. And the cliff is eroding. It is. I think they've lost a row of RV. RV sites yes. already due to erosion. Oh yeah, I would think someday this park's not even going to be there because you know I didn't want to yeah. say it, but if there's ever an earthquake, yeah, <laughs> but get there quick mm-hmm. and check it out because it it really is a nice park mm-hmm. and the sites are just fantastic. Oh yeah, and we met some interesting people. Oh yes, we met Carol. Mm-hmm. She is a single woman doing this by herself. We see a lot of that. Yeah, and she's actually she actually has a teardrop trailer that she pulls with her SUV and she had her cat and her dog cat and a dog Mm -hmm. she took us in her trailer and showed us oh my gosh it was so cute she had it fixed up so cute and really efficient yeah very very nice she uses that Berkey water filter system Mm -hmm. which I'm kind of interested in I know we got to get that one of these days check that out but she Mm -hmm. also gave us a lot of tips she knows a lot about San Francisco and turned us on to a lot of great places that we went and saw yep she sure did and you met another crazy Oh my gosh, Lynn and Mike. <laughs> now they're from Tulame, California. Right. They're not full timers, but they were a lot of fun. We shared a bottle of wine that night. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was fun. They have two little dogs, Claire and Sandy K. Sandy K. Sandy K must be special. I She's guess. got like an initial after her name. Special K. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we also met Owen. Oh, yes. Owen. Owen <gasps> is a paraglider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's our age. Mm-hmm. He lives in the park there. He went by us on his skateboard with a big backpack. And a little while later, there he was up in the sky above us mm-hmm. in a paraglider. Waving to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really awesome because yeah. he told me he didn't have very many pictures of himself doing that. So I took a bunch of pictures with the Nikon and also some video with the GoPro mm-hmm. and gave it to him. And he was really very grateful for that. Yeah. But to watch him sailing over us. Oh, my gosh. That one point where he was sailing by and there was a group of pelicans right next to him going along with him. Wasn't that beautiful? That was awesome. Yeah. Really a lot of yeah. fun. He told me that that paraglider 
cost him about $5,000. And it literally took him four months Mm -hmm. before he was able to really learn enough. Mm -hmm. And be comfortable with it, yeah. To actually go off the cliff and start gliding around. Yeah. Because these are not powered by engines or anything. Right. But it was really cool to see that. it was. Would you do that? Uh, Maybe when I was younger, I would have done it. (laughs) There's a lot of things I would have done when I was younger. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't do now. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh Uh-huh. After San Francisco, we got on 101, and we headed down to Half Moon Bay. Oh, what a beautiful place. Yeah. We stayed at the Pillar Point RV Park. And it's kind of unique because Mm -hmm. they don't take reservations. Mm -hmm. You find out a different way Mm -hmm. if sites are open. Right. You get online that morning and it'll tell you how many sites are open. Right. And And they update it all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I kept an eye on that for about the whole week before we got there. And I could tell, oh, we'd be fine. You know, we'd get something. So It's a small place. It's Mm -hmm. only four rows. Yeah. But the first row is actually overlooking the ocean. And that's the one you want to be in. Right. But of course, when we got there, those were all taken. It was all filled. (laughs) But we were able, on our third night, we were there for three nights. And on our third night, we were able to get to the front row right. and have an ocean view for that night. It they, was absolutely beautiful. They got kind of a little system mm-hmm. where if you're in the third or fourth row and somebody leaves in the front row, they kind of move you up if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. So and There's you know, a waiting list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll come to you and say, okay, hey, you can move up to the second row. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow night, you'll be in the front row. Mm-hmm. So it works pretty well. Yeah. And she came to me and said, because she knew I wanted the front row. She said, hey, I can put you in the front row. It's like, great. We'll take I'll that. I'll take it. I mean, it was a little pricey, but. <laughs> a lot of surfers out there. So yeah. we were watching oh, the surfers. yeah. Beautiful A lot of place. people who like to fish. Mm-hmm. If you like bicycling mm-hmm. or running or walking there's a trail there that just goes on for miles and miles and miles and that was beautiful all along the ocean oh yes so pretty after half moon bay we kept cruising south eventually our destination being los angeles to visit our daughter Mm -hmm. but we stopped at moss landing yes in moss landing we went to the koa there now, that was a nice KOA. Yeah, it That was. was very nice. It was in a marina. Oh, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And there was a boat in that marina. Oh, my that God. That actually had chickens living on the back of the boat. You wouldn't believe this. Yeah, it was really weird. It was sort of like caged in the, the whole back. This it was really weird. This <laughs> is a big boat, too. And we noticed, oh, my God, there's chickens in the back of the yeah. boat. <laughs> What is that all about? Yeah. In this marina. Uh-huh. And this is not a cheap little marina. No. <laughs> this is a pricey place. Uh-huh. Now, the thing with Moss Landing in the marina, they have whale watching tours. They take you out on a boat mm-hmm. to see the whales. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You can also do some kayaking there as oh, well. Oh, yes. Now, we were going to sign up for the kayaking, but the weather was not that great. No, it wasn't. There was some even high for winds. The, yeah, even for the whale watching, it was just... Wouldn't have been good. Yeah, it wasn't good. But we did cruise down to Monterey, and that's mm-hmm. a nice trip, too. Oh, yes. It mm-hmm. really is. Yeah. From there, we went to, what was it, Yanks RV Resort mm-hmm. in Greenfield. Greenfield. We didn't take Highway 1 along the coast. We switched to 101 mm-hmm. and kind of went inland a bit because Highway 1, especially when you go through the Big Sur area, can be really tight with RVs, especially if you're pulling a car. Mm-hmm. And there is a law in California that if you're an RV or a big vehicle and you get more than five cars behind you, you have to pull over and let them pass. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. So we thought, okay, let's just stick to 101. Yep. 
and we found this place in Greenfield, California. Mm-hmm. Now, as we're cruising through the valleys of California, we're noticing a lot of vegetables growing, artichokes. Mm-hmm. What was it? Um, Castroville, Castroville, the artichoke capital of the world. Yep, we went through there. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Greenfield, mm-hmm. and they're famous too. Oh, yeah. Greenfield is actually the salad bowl of the world. 80% of the leaf lettuce that's grown in the United States is grown there. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And, of course, they grow broccoli there. Yeah, it's real fertile. Mm-hmm. The climate is just perfect year-round. Yep. Absolutely perfect. They grow grapes, too. Uh, oh, yeah. And make mm-hmm. wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After that, we went to Paso Robles. We had to stop and see somebody that I've known for years, Gina Iarillo. Mm-hmm. Hi, Gina. It was great seeing yeah, you. Yeah, it sure was. She used to be in the record business, and she was one of the best record reps in the business. She was fantastic, and I worked with her as well. She had a famous uncle who owned a lot of nightclubs in the Cleveland, Ohio area that helped break a lot of artists like David Bowie and Bruce Springsteen and Southside Johnny and a whole lot more. Hank Lacani, a fantastic guy and a great friend. Mm -hmm. But it was great seeing Gina, and (laughs) she showed up with what? Oh, four bottles of wine. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And then we sat there. We sat in the parking lot in the RV and talked for like two hours. Two hours. Uh-huh. We did a lot of catching up. We did. Now, we didn't drink any of that wine. No, we did not. <laughs> no. But it was great to see her. After that, we headed down to Pismo Beach, California. Yes. This is a must. Pismo Beach should be on your bucket list. Because we stayed at, what, Pacific Dunes. Mm-hmm. It was an RV park. Yes. And it can be a little tight in there. Mm-hmm. But we were able to find a place where we had a little room to breathe. Right. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. But there are sand dunes everywhere. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like you're in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Mm-hmm. There is so much sand. It's unreal. Yeah. And you can go out and walk on the dunes and literally walk forever Eventually, you come out to the ocean, but it is really quite an experience to sit on top of one of those sand dunes and just take in the world. Oh, yeah. We loved it there. It was just beautiful. And Pismo Beach is famous for... (gasps) The Clam Fest. We were there for the Clam Fest. The Clam Fest. (laughs) That was great. Man, it was awesome. Yeah. It really was a lot of fun. Of course, there is a big competition for the best clam chowder. Oh, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Mm -hmm. There was that one restaurant we went to. It was a Mexican restaurant. Oh, we did. It was called Old Juan's Cantina. It was good food. Oh, the food was great. The margaritas stank. But the margaritas were huge. They were big. Yeah. But... Uh, was there any alcohol in them? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Either. They just were just okay. Yeah, I'm not really... complaining, except, yeah. uh, you know, you want to at least feel a little something. Right. It's a margarita. Yeah, that was really interesting. But the food was delicious. The food was fantastic. Mm-hmm. We like that. just don't order a margarita. Yeah, right. And you'll have a great time. <laughs> That's right. Next on our list was a great place. Probably one of the most beautiful, spectacular views of sunsets you'll ever see. Oh, it's called Rincon. It's near Ventura. It's called Rincon Parkway Campground. We had a couple of neighbors next to us at the Sandy River RV Park in Portland that turned us on to this mm-hmm. place. They told us all about it. Connie and Jim. Yep great people we hung out with them a little bit and they were telling us oh my god you're going down the coast you got to stop at one of our favorite places 
Rincon. Well, at the time, though, we were going to go through like Lake Tahoe and right. go inland and go around that way. So I thought, well, it's not. we're not really going that way. Yeah, and because of the wildfires, we changed our route. Right, so that worked out well. I thought, oh my gosh, we got to check out Rincon because this place, it has 127 parking spaces. Now, there's no hookups, so you don't get any water, electric, or sewer. Nope. But at Rincon, you park single file all in a row so that when you open your door on the side you've got the ocean there right the ocean is on your side and it's it's incredible it's incredible and and it's just this long road and everybody is parked front to back front to back right they're not all next to each other it's really unique it is beautiful to just look out your door and your side windows and you've got the ocean right there it's incredible oh it's It's, beautiful it's very difficult to describe it but you don't have anybody next to you Mm -hmm. they're just either in front or behind you yeah but we just had a great time we put our awning out we set up our rug and our chairs we were hanging out enjoying ourselves it was a fantastic evening Mm -hmm. had a nice bottle of wine (laughs) what could go wrong right (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yes. Something did go wrong. It got to the point where, well, the night was getting to an end, and we thought, hey, you know what? We ought to take our trash down to the dumpster. Mm -hmm. So we got in the Jeep, headed down to the dumpster, and dumped the trash. Yeah. Came back, thinking, well, you know, get ready for bed here. Well, a little while later, I said... I can't find my phone. Will you call it? You know, so he called my phone and... We didn't hear it. it we didn't We didn't hear it ringing. So I have Life360. It's a... Um, it's an app that can find you anywhere. It yeah, kind of tracks your phone. Yeah, we do it with relatives. And so I grabbed his phone and I pulled up the Life360 and I, I looked and sure enough, you know, there's his phone where we were and mine was down the street. Just in the exact place... Of the dumpster. Of the dumpster. <laughs> threw my phone away in the dumpster. She threw her phone away oh. in the dumpster. Oh, no. After everything she'd been through with that phone. <laughs> oh, man. It's in the dumpster. Oh, my gosh. So, what did we do? <sighs> we had well, to go to the dumpster. We went to the dumpster. Mm-hmm. So, and- okay, we go to the dumpster, open it up. They had just come probably that day at some point and emptied the dumpster. Thank so God. there was barely anything in it, which was a good thing, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know if that's good anyway. But um, So there's my bag at the bottom, and there's my phone right on top. Because <laughs> the bag was kind of open, you know. <laughs> and so he kind of reaches down to grab my phone, and he knocked it out, and it fell on the ground. Yeah, you it know fell how... on the bottom of the... Yeah, just as I touched it. D- dumpster. It oh. fell to the bottom of the dumpster. Oh, and the, and so it's like I'm thinking, oh good, he'll go in and get it. And he's like, well... You're going to have to get it. <laughs> Me? You're going to have to go in the dumpster and get your phone that you oh, threw no. away. Oh no. So all this time that we're debating on who's going to go in the dumpster, there's a porta potty next to the dumpster. <laughs> and this poor woman comes up. Oh. And she's looking at us and she finally goes into the porta potty. I never Me- saw her because my back was to her. I didn't even know there was anybody there. And it was because I was just so concerned about my phone. And meanwhile, <laughs> we're trying to figure out how we're going to get the phone. Well, it was easy for Patty to climb into the dumpster, oh. which she did. Oh. 
We got a picture of it too. It's horrible. Oh, it she was, was furious when I took horrible. out my camera. I was taking a picture. <laughs> it was just horrible. It was the worst thing I've ever had to do. What oh, was it like my... being in a dumpster? Oh, and to have to bend down all the way in there to the bottom and grab my phone. Of course, I had gloves on, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't matter, I guess. So you grabbed the phone. I grabbed the phone and I handed it to you. And now I was like, how do I get out of this thing? Oh, my God. Well, we got her out of the dumpster. And in the meantime, the lady's coming out of the porta potty. And she's like, what's this (laughs) couple doing? Dumpster diving? Of course, it's dark out, you know, and we have a flashlight and everything. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my God. (sighs) Yeah, really. Let's see if we can find something else. (laughs) (laughs) It was awful. So, anyway. It was just the worst thing ever I've ever had to do. (laughs) We headed back to the RV, and I think it was the next morning. When we woke up, you said, what's that smell? It was our clothes. Oh. You said they smelled like trash. Yeah. So, so they normally smell that well, way. thank goodness I just, I took my clothes off right at the door. I didn't even bring them in. And so it was like, yeah. I should have left them outside. Should have oh. burned them. Oh. It's awful. <laughs> so that was Rincon Beach. It was a great place. Oh, yeah. Other than that, it was wonderful. We got plenty more to tell you, but we're out of time for this episode. Stay tuned for our next one. Wait till you hear what we did after we left there. It's the Rockin' the RV Life Podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, Please subscribe and tell your friends.